Which players should you be targeting on your Dynasty waiver wires this week? All that and more on today's Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Price Fix's daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. We got one one week in the books. How fun is that? An action-packed day on Sunday, of course. Those 1 o'clock games were nuts. And yeah. I think we know more than we used to. I think so. I think so. I, I'm not for sure, though. Your your team uh, was oh. certainly one that was under the microscope for a lot of reasons in, in that crazy overtime game. Nobody wanted to win that. Multiple missed kicks before your guys pulled off the upset. Um, and, and Najee Harris, we'll talk a little bit more about him today, had the injury. Uh, sounds like it's not going to be too bad. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a best-case scenario for uh, for him, but uh, we we you need to be sure you're prepared if he does miss any time. But uh, yeah, overall a, a a big opener for the Steelers, and uh, yeah, a, a great week overall. So glad was, yeah. to have football back. No doubt. So lots to discuss here, right? Let's definitely, go. definitely. Yeah. As we always do on Tuesdays this season, we we started this last week, and we'll continue it every week this season. Uh, we will talk dynasty transactions. We'll focus on dynasty waiver wire. Uh, we'll spend a lot of our time there. Players you should be targeting when waivers run each week. Uh, we'll also have a little trade talk each week as well. It's kind of a weird waiver wire week, Matt. Um, typically, week one is a big one uh, in in dynasty waiver wires, fantasy waiver wires in general, because you get those surprise performances from week one you get the the big injuries from week mm-hmm. one and you know we we certainly had some uh, uh, of both of those but not not really to a to a major degree I mean the Dak Prescott injury is is obviously a tough one he's sure. gonna miss some time I don't know if you want to chase that backup quarterback and of course there's uh there are um rumors that maybe Dallas does something else and and looks at a trade, so that's that's not really a player even in in Superflex that you want to go all in on. And no. there's there's just there's no clear obvious target uh, when it comes to the waiver wire this week. No, not yet. Uh, well, not uh, this week. I mean, and we know they're coming in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. But week one is always a, a great spot usually to have the first pick in your. Um, uh, selection for th- these free agents, but I, I mean, in terms of auctions and whatnot, I don't know that any of these guys I'd be putting a lot of my fab money into. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, we'll go uh, position by position here. We'll look at okay. 
all four spots, talk about some of the options you might want to look for on the waiver wire. But again, we got to got to make it obvious here, make it clear here. There's 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 no definite guy that you've got to go all in on, as you said. Quarterback, you do have Cooper Rush, uh, expected to be the Cowboys starter for potentially the next month, maybe longer. Uh, Dak Prescott is set to undergo surgery, and uh, the report says reports say that we will basically know more after that surgery is completed. Uh, of course, fantasy managers and, and and certainly Dallas Cowboy fans are hoping uh, that uh, that it's not long, not long that Dak is out. Right. Uh, Marcus Mariota, another uh, guy who performed well. Are we, are we in agreement though on Rush in terms of even Superflex or two quarterback? Yeah, if I have an open spot, I'll throw him on there. But I'm not investing heavy. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it's 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 obvious how tough it is to get a quarterback in those Superflex leagues. Uh, where, you know, in a lot of cases, maybe even a, a, a guy like Rush was already on a roster potentially in, in deep leagues. Yeah. But, yeah, pick him up, but he, he's definitely not an all-in guy. I mean, my expectations are pretty low uh, for for him, honestly, and, and really for that offense moving forward until we do see Dak Prescott back on the field. The offense is pretty bad with Dak. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was, that was rough. <laughs> Yeah. That was rough. Marcus Mariota uh, had a had a solid day. Two hundred fifteen passing yards. Didn't throw a passing touchdown, uh, but did have seventy two rushing yards and uh, ran for his score as well. That helped him to uh, quarterback one status. He was a top twelve quarterback on the week, and he's a guy uh, certainly in one quarterback dynasty leagues, maybe even in some shallow super flex leagues, is out there on the waiver wire. Another guy, though, I'm I'm not willing to to push all the chips in on. I expect, uh, you know, I still expect we're going to see Ritter at some point. But Mariota had a had a solid opening week. Yeah, and I give the Falcons all the credit in the world. They were highly competitive in this one. I think they're a well coached team. But I'm with you. I think Ritter at some point will get an opportunity, whether that's from injury or just to see what he can do late in the year. But I think the encouraging thing here is. I think it's pretty obvious that they plan on running Mariota a lot. I mean, he may not end up with 72 yards every week, but if he has eight to 10 carries, you know, that's very fantasy relevant. Yeah. Did ended up with 12 carries. I believe that was the second most on the week, uh, second hmm. or third most on the week uh, for quarterbacks. Uh, it is worth noting though, that Damian Williams, the veteran running back left that game early. So you figure if Williams is in, if they have all three running backs, uh, active that maybe Mariota doesn't see quite as many carries there. Mm -hmm. Let's move over to the running back position. Uh, we already talked about the Najee Harris injury, uh, fortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for Najee Harris dynasty managers, that does not seem serious. Sounds like he might miss a week at most. Um, it, it, again, worth noting that same, basically very similar injury. Uh, it sounds like to what he was dealing with in, in training camp. So, uh, if you don't have Jalen Warren already, if he's still available, I, I still feel like he's a priority add. Is that is that how you look at it, Matt? I do, too. I mean, he's clearly the two. He was very impressive in every practice I watched, as well as preseason. He's a good football player. He catches the ball reasonably well. Protection was a bit of an issue this past week, but he's the two. So, yes, if he's your two or the guy getting that kind of workload, 
you, you want to pick him up. Yeah, basically we're one week into the season and and Najee Harris already has two injuries. So, yes, absolutely yeah, go, right. go get his backup. Speaking of a guy with injuries, and unfortunately it's this is kind of how it's gone in this guy's short career, Elijah Mitchell of the San Francisco 49ers. You know, a player that had such an impressive rookie season last year, but a big part of that rookie season is he was constantly in and out of the lineup and now he's got a knee injury that is reportedly going to keep him out up to two months. Uh, this this could be a tough one to find these backups on the waiver wire because, honestly, everybody kind of saw this coming, right? Um, it, it, he, I, I don't know. I don't even know if injury prone is the thing. But if it is, Elijah Mitchell is that because he missed so much time with multiple injuries last year, missed time in training camp with an injury, and now it's another one. Uh, Jeff Wilson is, I would say, next in line to see significant work for the 49ers. He might be out there, the the veteran running back. But the two rookies are the ones I'm a little more interested in if they're somehow available. Jordan Mason and TDP, Ty Davis-Price. What's your thoughts on the 49er backfield, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it always just feels so temporary. But if you have one week where you know that there's a lead guy until that guy gets hurt, whether it was Mostert or Mitchell, like you said, they just seem to look for backs that run really fast in a straight line and smash into things and don't last. You know, like uh, that's the style of backs they, they seem to like. Um, I do think it's noteworthy that Davis Price was not active this past week. Yep. It was just Wilson. So, um, but I like his style a lot. I, I really liked him coming out of school. So I'm going to jump in on Davis Price and. Wilson's pretty pedestrian for me, but it looks like he's probably the two, so that just has value. So now he's the one. Right. Jordan Mason, the undrafted rookie, was actually uh, was active on Sunday ahead mm-hmm. of Ty Davis Price. So that's that's not a I great sign. I assume that's a special time, special teams thing, but I don't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would assume as well, but uh, definitely not not a good thing to be that healthy scratch uh, no. in, in your potential debut. Other running backs to look for, Rex Burkhead uh, saw the bulk of the work for the Texans. Dontrell Hilliard looks like the clear backup in Tennessee. Got some receiving work. Also, Jamal Williams, always undervalued. He scored a couple always. times. And Edo Benjamin is the backup to have in Arizona. When we come back, we'll take a look at some wide receivers and tight ends worth looking for on your waiver wire. Yeah, I, I told you guys about prize picks before, and Ryan mentioned that, you know, at the beginning of the show about prize picks. Well, I made some bucks on prize picks this weekend. I mean, I hit the over on A.J. Brown. I hit the over on Pat Mahomes. So I am into this. It's a great situation that you guys need to need to check out. I mean, it is here, – here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and you basically go say they, – they set a line. Is this guy going to score more or less than their prize pick projection? And you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projection. So if you really think you have a inside line on some of these things, and the NFL, of course, everybody knows, but if you happen to be great at cricket or Euro basketball or disc golf or MMA or tennis or some of these things that aren't bet on as well, you can make a real fortune. And, of course, they have NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, PGA, college sports, women's college sports, soccer, all the above, NASCAR. So entries can be made in like 60 seconds or less. It's super easy. 
safe and fast withdrawals, which is always a problem with some of these situations, and it's not at all with prize picks. Uh, it's ca- currently operational in over 30 states as well as in Canada. So this is what you do. You download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with our promo code locked on all one word all caps so if you deposit 100 bucks prize picks give you 100 bucks if you deposit 75 bucks prize picks gives you 75 bucks so again use our promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 another product i want to tell you about is one that i've really been into um and it's athletic greens and it's it's just a great way to get nutrients into your body very easily and I use it every day and it's super easy I've felt much much better um, my digestive health is obviously better a lot more energy I feel like I'm more focused and you know so there's a ton of different ways that, that they offer you know tons of different cool stuff for you it's less than three dollars a day um, you're getting different supplements all in one nutritional insurance um, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes. I mean, it's a sustainable um, way of just making yourself more healthy. Um, and they've also donated over $1.2 million to kids this past year as well. So here, here's what you got to do. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna, going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. All one word, NFL Network. Again, that, that, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are back. Let's continue our waiver wire talk. We mentioned some quarterbacks and running backs you want to check for on those dynasty waiver wires prior uh, to those uh, to that information Matt shared. Let's move over to the wide receivers, tight ends. Next, a couple of uh, actually three surprise guys who look like the wide receiver ones on their team, at least through this first week, Matt. Let's start with the veteran, Sterling Shepard. And, uh, I mean, the the talent of this guy is no surprise. He's He's been around yeah. a while. We kind of know what he is. But coming back from that injury, being active in week one, honestly, I thought his career was probably over when he suffered uh, when he suffered that injury late last season. And he, he was back 71 yards and a touchdown. Looks like the top option early um for for the giants of course we we kind of know kenny galladay is is in the doghouse there uh Kadarius tony is right beside him because he was the fifth or sixth option on that team i think tony only played seven snaps on sunday uh wandell robinson the rookie that everyone uh seemed to like got hurt early in the game he's out a couple weeks at least so sterling shepherd uh, almost by default is the guy to have there and like like I said, maybe some people in your dynasty league kind of gave up on him after that injury. I know I did. Uh, so he, he could be out there. For the Browns, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, the, the stat line on its own, not not super impressive. Six catches for 60 yards. What stood out to me here, though, is he saw 11 targets. By mm-hmm. far the leader for the Browns. 
what what's going on with with my guy Amari Cooper there, Matt? Yeah, I, I always thought Amari Cooper was a little bit overrated to begin with, and I think Peoples Jones is a height weight speed guy that's clearly the number two there. Uh, he's a big body guy that can get downfield. I'm certainly interested in Peoples Jones, um, especially. I mean, since we're talking dynasty here. Watson will be back and right. the offense will be better. So you're kind of buying low and biding your time. But in the meantime, he sees the field a lot. And if he starts to get seven to 11 targets or so, that's exciting. Um, I'm also in on Shepard, but I've bid on that before. But you can get him pretty darn cheap. I think he's still a good football player, but you just need to stay healthy. Yeah, I think the, the one I'm most intrigued with is this next guy, Kyle Agreed, Phillips, yeah. the rookie for the Tennessee Titans. It was Phillips, not Traylon Burks, not Robert Woods, not Austin Hooper, who was the leading uh, receiver for Tennessee in week one. Six catches, 66 yards, saw nine targets as well. Um, I, I don't necessar- necessarily see Phillips as a guy with, with huge upside, but definitely can play a role for that uh, that Tennessee Titans team that is pretty thin at receiver. Uh, of, of these three receivers, wide receivers that we've mentioned, he would be the one I want the most. Yeah, it makes sense. He's the youngest. He's got the, the least in front of him. Um, I don't think it's super far-fetched to say he might lead the uh, Titans in receptions. You know, just that style of play, get it out quick, slot machine, their line isn't great to you know, drive the ball down the field, get it out of Tannehill's hands quickly. Yeah, I, I think he's a valuable dude that might end up being a consistent flex type of guy. Let's move over to the tight end position, Matt, and, and, and nothing's really changed with, uh, with Taysom Hill's role except for his position designation on on most fantasy sites. <laughs> yeah, uh, he weird. is a tight end now, not a quarterback as he was listed uh previously and uh, you know one thing people seem to hate Taysom Hill and and part of the reason is you know he steals these uh he steals touchdowns from um you know whether it was Drew Brees back in the day or Alvin Kamara whoever it might be he's viewed as kind of that touchdown uh thief but at the same time he was never a guy that you could really start because you weren't going to plug him in at quarterback over uh over a true starting quarterback but now that he's a tight end, I think he's a lot more appealing. He ends up with uh, with just one catch uh, for a for a touchdown. Uh, also had a touchdown run. Uh, Taysom Hill, wow, what a what a game he had! And you know what what are we going to do with him? He didn't necessarily have that volume that we can count on, but every time he gets the ball, he seems to make a play. Yeah, I mean. Sean Payton knows a thing or two and was super infatuated with this guy. Do we think he's going to throw a couple passes every game? Um, I don't know, probably. Um, But more so than that is if he's a goal line runner or a short yardage guy, he's going to find the end zone every other game or so. And we know that has some standalone value just in itself. Catches three or four balls in addition to that. There's just a, a lot of pass for him to score you fantasy points. It does kind of feel like cheating, but I'll I'll throw him in my tight end room, you know? Yeah, I think I misspoke there also on Hill. He did just have the one rushing touchdown, uh, only one catch. Uh, that was not for a touchdown. So, mm, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does feel a little bit like a, like a cheat code, um, but 
hey, I'm I'm willing to take it, especially as as ugly once again as tight end was in week one. With uh, you know, we had we had guys who were tight end ones on the week who didn't even hit double digit fantasy points. So uh, once again, I think we're in for another year of of ugly uh, tight end play from a fantasy perspective. Uh, next two guys on the list, one of one of Taysom Taysom Hill's teammates here. Neither of these guys had huge stat lines necessarily, but I think the um, the usage was important. Jawan Johnson in uh, in New Orleans, five targets, caught a couple of them for 43 yards. And Kylan Granson, second-year tight end for Indianapolis, seven targets, caught three of those for 22 yards. So a couple other guys that you should be uh, looking for as you check out your waiver wire this week. When we come back, we will transition over to some trade conversation. We'll look at some players we're a little worried about and maybe even considering panic selling, getting off our roster before it's too late. I mentioned earlier in the show I did well over the weekend with prize picks. Well, I also did well at betonline.net, and they've been a big sponsor of the Locked On Network for a long time. Uh, it's a great site. It's easy. You know, it's the number one source for your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. It's more than just a betting site. Uh, find all their latest football league developments, game matchup, news. They have a podcast, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all sporting wagering information. You get, there's live betting, esports, scores, all that good stuff. Fastest and easiest way to check all your favorite sports and events. Of course, they have baseball and and everything you can look for, but MMA, boxing, golf has gotten really big as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Matt, we said it was a wild week one, and a lot of that involved... Some very disappointing big name players around the league, uh, and some of these from a dynasty perspective, because some of these were young players that we have been counting on. Let's run quickly here through uh, through some different positions. Let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, it was Justin Fields versus Trey Lance in the rain in Chicago. A very ugly game. Uh, Fields kind of came alive in the second half and led his team to victory. But from a fantasy standpoint, neither one of these guys looked good at all. Are you worried about either young quarterback? Um, obviously, the weather is a massive you know factor here. But I'm worried about Lance staring yeah. down receivers and just quarterback stuff. You know, I mean, uh, I think Fields is a much better passer, developed quarterback at this stage. And Fields doesn't have a Jimmy Lumen. You know, what if the, the Niners struggle the next two weeks? I think we're going to start hearing Jimmy talk. So I'm a little worried about Lance, yeah. Uh, I I am as well. Not not quite ready to panic sell on Trey right. Lance, uh, but, but definitely worried. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, a couple of veterans who had some poor performances as well. Uh, they're, they're honestly kind of out of that panic sell range because their value has dropped so much, even in super sure. flex leagues. It's not what it once was six running backs here, Matt, tell me which one you were most worried about after week one, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and Cam Akers. The bottom two, for sure. I mean, 
I think Robinson's a more of a factor in Jacksonville than I certainly would have liked. Right. And coaches seem to love him. You know, he does all the dirty work. But, I mean, I know we're going to mention C.D. Lamb, too. I think Dallas's offense is going to be terrible. I mean, and the blocking's not great. Even more attention on Elliott. Akers can't seem to beat out Henderson. I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, but I, I do think that game that we all saw last Thursday will probably be the Rams' worst offensive performance oh, of the yeah. year. But I, I wish he was playing ahead of Henderson. Yeah, that was, um, you know, even though we had heard the kind of 1A, 1B through the offseason, um, that was still a surprise because it was not 1A, 1B. It was Henderson no, clearly right. as as the guy and Akers as a backup at best. Uh, they were even playing uh, the special team uh return man over cam Akers at, at points in that game sounds like austin eckler aaron jones alvin kamara the veterans not quite as worried about those guys that makes sense not yet no. more established and uh in general better offenses than uh than what zeke or maybe even etn might be dealing with let's do the same thing at the receiver position i've got six guys there as well Devo samuel cd lamb mike williams alan robinson darnell mooney and Devonte smith Who's the guy that you're most worried about from that group? Mooney scared me months ago, just because I don't think he's a real number one and he's going to be forced to be a number one in the real world. I'm not talking about fantasy. Right. And that usually doesn't work out. Like I might buy Mooney this off season. And when they draft, um, you know, one of the studs early or sign somebody, because I think that'll fit his role a little bit better. I still have a lot of hope for a Rob. Um, I do so. Smith worries me though. I mean, they feed AJ Brown at a remarkable level and you know, they're not going to be a high pass volume team. Yeah. I've, uh, Smith has been a guy that I've been concerned with for, well, really since they made that trade, because I, I didn't necessarily see that as a team see the Eagles as a team that could support, uh, multiple targets. They also have Dallas Goddard there, obviously. So I've been they worried about Goddard. Smith. You know, C.D. Lamb. I mean, we already talked oh, about the Cowboys and, and just uh, how bad that offense could be and, and really will be without Dak Prescott. And obviously, C.D. Lamb still has age on his side. But right now, he's the wide receiver three in, in Dynasty ADP. And there's a lot of guys that I would pivot <laughs> off of or pivot to from C.D. Lamb right now, including even some on this li- on this list. I mean, if you can get Debo Samuel plus for cd lamb right now i think you probably have to do that um and mike williams plus plus i might do you know right right yeah um so but i might be buying lamb in a month when he goes i mean receivers are so crazy he's the the wide receiver three in dynasty he could be 13 in two weeks you know you know how quickly that happens then i'm interested because Dak's coming back and gallup's coming back i mean I just think Lamb's in a brutal situation for the next you know, six weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we focus on Dynasty player value. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. 
We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.